Just wanna let you know that the links for everything are down below to my guest and to the Serpents and Doves website. I wanna encourage everybody to check those out. Also, if you can, remember to subscribe, to like, and to share the videos. And if you feel led to help support the work that I'm doing to come alongside it, whether with a single or a monthly recurring donation, you can do so by clicking in the link below. And I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get to it. Family, real life conversation. Uh, this is not scripted. We are just going to talk. We're going to converse about a specific subject. Yeah, but this is just going to be a conversation. Pastor Kurt, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it big time. Hey, thanks for inviting me on. It's a real privilege, and uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah, I am too. Okay, so God is so good, I'm telling you. So my family and I, we were driving uh, to a swim meet that we had again. Seems like we spend all our time deckside, but <clears throat> uh, we're driving to get gas. Stop at a gas station, and there's like four or five guys out there, uh, African-American dudes. I mean, they're just blasting a message over a loudspeaker. They have this big speaker and they're just talking. I, I kind of overheard something about they throw a Bible verse out. I thought I heard the mention of Jesus and then, but they sounded and looked very militant. Now they were handing things out. They had these purple shirts on and on the back there, I said something about the true nation of Israel and it clicked on me. And I said, could I get one of your flyers? And the guy gave me one of the flyers. So as we're going to be talking about unfortunately, division in the church. And Satan is working overtime to make sure that he tries to divide as much as he can. You mentioned yesterday as we talked on the phone, right? The whole MO that Satan has is divide and conquer. That is his MO. But check this out. So I got this, this flyer. I know what this is all about. I kept it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you guys could see this right here, what it says, right? Look at that. Wow. So you can get an idea where, uh, what this group is all about. Now, as far as I understand, this is black liberation theology. That's what this is all about. Uh, and as I read through this, it's, it's, it's exactly what it is. They have it in English and Spanish. But why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because this, to me, is just another drop in the bucket of how Satan is trying to divide the church. Obviously, this is a false gospel, right? And there are many out there. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24, 4, take heed that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, saying that I am the Christ, right? Take heed that you aren't deceived. So as I look at that and I look around, it's easy for us, I think, as the church to go, well, yeah, that's happening out there. And we're safe in here, right? And within the evangelical church, we're we're somehow inoculated to the outside attacks of the enemy. He's out there trying to come up with false Christ, and there are many out there that claim to be the Christ. Um, and there's a lot of deception out there. But I think it would be it behoove us to be honest with ourselves and say that there is a lot of division happening also within the church. Am I, am I way off my rocker, or I'd love to get your take on what I just said. No, because the enemy, no, you're, you're, you're spot on. The enemy likes to divide and conquer, 
All right. Let's let's face it. The enemy wants to divide us even in our families. Those that are married, right? Yeah. Husband and wife, right? The enemy loves to bring division. He he he's the devil. He loves to bring division. He comes to kill, steal, destroy, right. distract, divide. You name it. That's what the enemy loves to do. He loves to bring confusion into any kind of relationship, right? Yep. And I think we heard that, but maybe they maybe they misspoke. Maybe we didn't hear correctly. Maybe it's a little bit of both. You know, uh, one party or both get them gets themselves all upset. I mean, it happens in the workplace. It happens between parents and kids. It happens between husband and wife. It happens between friends. It happens between uh, congregants. It happens between churches. It happens all the time. And the enemy. He loves to at times. He he likes to utilize. He tries to uh, to manipulate situations. Right. Sometimes it's just our flesh. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's the enemy, as well. But you know, I always go back to what it says in uh, in Ephesians: for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are not to be wrestling with one another. You know, one another. We're not the enemy. They're not the enemy. That's right. Right. Even a particular political party is not technically the enemy it is what satan is listed as the enemy the word of yeah. god says that that our warfare is against those powers and principalities uh rulers of wickedness and high places all of that it's a spiritual warfare and so he wants to get us to focus on on physical things then we're not focused on the bigger on the bigger picture of it all yeah no i totally agree and boy is he doing a fine job and i'm and i'm not here to give you know i'm not here to give the enemy kudos that's not what i'm doing but Again, I think where I want to go with this conversation is we need to really um, we need to come with, uh, to grips with the fact that there are some serious divisions within the church. And I think for us to just uh, try and ignore what's happening within the body of Christ would be silly of us. Uh, we can't turn a blind eye because um, that's not what the Lord wants us to do. The, the, you said it perfectly. The, the Word of God says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Um, the thief does. That's specifically what the Bible does, uh, what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 1.10, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in that there be what? No division among you. And so this is just one of many verses talking about division within the body. And so... Where am I going with this? I think you, you again, we talked yesterday. You know where I'm going to go with this. We're not going to talk about this. Let me put this up. We're not going to talk about the SDG at all. This isn't, this isn't a podcast about talking about the sustainable development goals of the UN, which by uh, they've been trying to do this since, I think, 2015. Where I want to go with this is and just again have a conversation. Unfortunately, uh, within the past uh, two weeks, I'd say maybe two and a half weeks, maybe even three. No, two and a half weeks. A little bit more. We've yeah, we've had we've had uh, within the body of Christ a lot of infighting going on because of the notion of this SDG might be this uh, fulfillment of Daniel 9.27. I'm going to go on record right now. I'm not talking for you, Pastor Kurt. I'm going to go on record, and I'm going to emphatically tell you guys that there is no way on earth, I guarantee you 
hundred percent that this is not a fulfillment of Daniel 9.27, period. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, but I'm, I just want to make sure that I say that out there. I want to know, I want everybody to know where I stand on this. It is not, period. But what we're seeing is we're seeing, and I don't think we're, this isn't over yet. We're going to see some fallout happen with all of this. So again, you know, like we were talking yesterday on the phone, what this has done on top of other things is um, it's bringing division. And why is it bringing division in these last days, maybe last hours of church history, of the age of grace, right? I think that that's, again, a sign of the times that we are truly living in the last days because we seem to be getting hung up on these, pardon me, dumb issues. They are dumb issues because the rapture of the church is going to happen when Jesus Christ decides it's going to happen, period. It's not, this isn't, this doesn't hinge on whether this is that fulfillment or not. So with that said, unfortunately, I want to get your take. What what is going on within the body that we're what is we're getting so hung up on these uh, on these we're we're majoring on the minors instead of majoring on the majors you know what i mean man that's that's so correct and and you know the the verse that keeps on going through my mind a lot lately is this occupy till i come amen okay and and the thing is is you know, I, look, we can scratch our head and chew gum and walk at the same time. At least hopefully we can, right? <laughs> we, don't have to be, we don't have to be this or that or this. or We, we can do all of these things, right? Yep. We can be excited that the king is coming. I mean, I, I would be concerned if anyone isn't excited. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want the new body? I want the new body, you know? Who, who doesn't want the new Jerusalem? Who doesn't want... Uh, you know, all of the things that, that, that God has, the inheritance that, that, uh, that awaits uh, his church and all of these things. I mean, guys, I think sometimes we get too focused up on this world or too focused on this world and on this life uh, instead of looking ahead, you know. And, yeah. and so, but we are, so we are excited. I, I, I think I can speak for, for Pablo here. I know I can and saying, look, we're looking, we're looking. We want Jesus to come back. We want the rapture to happen. We want all of those things, right? At the same time, we have to live for Jesus today. Amen. To occupy till he comes. The reality is this. There are people out there. We all have friends, relatives, neighbors, coworkers, the, the person who, you know, we order our, our coffee from and our favorite coffee shop or, you know, whatever it might be that don't have that hope within them that we have, that don't have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives, right? And they need the Lord. And so, hey, and what does the Lord say? Go and make disciples. He who wins souls is wise. Yeah. Right? So we have, we have so much work to be done. I don't know if it's, if it's, how much time it is? I have no idea how much time it is. We're getting closer. We know that. I believe that that as the word of God says that, hey, you know what? You're going to know the season. You're going to know, 
You're going to know when that time is getting closer. You're going to see the convergence of things and the frequency and intensity and, and all of those. And he gave us markers to look for, which, by the way, means that we should be looking. All yeah. right? But there, there is a whole lot more to our life than just that, though. That's right. There is the gospel. There is living for Jesus today. There is training your children up in the way that they should go. Right? I mean, yeah. there's so much more. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes that, that the churches uh, can sometimes just be chewing gum, but they're not walking. Or they're walking and they're not chewing gum. They're a lot, almost like, I don't want to be a one-hit wonder. Yep. Right? We have the whole counsel of the Word of God before us. Genesis to Revelation. Right? How do you just live in day-to-day -day real life today? Right? I mean... How many, how many people that are watching right now are dealing with some major illness in their life, right? And they're just wondering how, how they're going to just get through to whatever that next stage is going to be. How many people that are watching today are, are struggling in their marriage? Maybe their spouse doesn't know the Lord. Maybe their spouse does know the Lord and they're not really on the same page. And they're like, how do I deal with this? You see what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. they're, they're trying to you know, hey, they're just trying to put food on the table. That's right. Okay. So much of the world, and it's harder today than it was just a few years ago. Yep. I mean, I mean, we're living day-to-day -day life. Yeah. And how do we get through those things and cope through those things? And so, I don't know. That's just some of what, what I think about here and, and in occupying um, till I come, you said. Yeah, no, I agree. Listen, I want, I want people to understand that, like you said, Pastor Kurt, I agree too. I want the rapture to happen just like any other person wants the rapture to happen, right? In the body of Christ. Prayerfully, you want the rapture to happen. And I do agree with uh, Pastor JD. He's oftentimes said that, uh, you know, Jesus is trying to get our grip off of this world because oftentimes we have such a tight grip on things of the world, right? You might be living large right now. And when you're living large, you're like, man, I don't really have any need for the rapture to happen because things are great right now. I got a great job, great car, great house, great family. Things are good. But at some point, that's going to stop, right? Because it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. So I get that. I understand that. And I want to make sure that I state that. But I think we do a disservice. And you know what? I'm going to say, hey, if you guys want to write in, write in. Doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, if it's if it's that, you know, hate mail kind of stuff, I ain't going to bother reading it. But listen, we got to come to grips with the fact that we're doing a disservice to the body of Christ when we say this could be it and we're amping people up because, hey, if this is it, then the rapture's got to happen before this happens. Listen, family, that's called date setting. I don't care if they didn't literally set one. When you say something like that, that is date setting. We're not supposed to do that. And there's going to be zero accountability here. No one's held accountable to that, right? And I know I'm getting really excited about it because you guys can see I feel real strong about this. Because what we do is we get people amped up about it when it has zero bearing on the rapture of the church. And what do I mean by that? Listen. Family, the rapture is imminent, right? There's the doctrine of imminency. And Pastor Curry, you can jump in whenever you want. 
But there's the doctrine of imminency, which means it could happen any moment. That means that nothing else has to happen for the rapture to happen. It could happen today. So when we say, well, this is something else that just drives me insane. Family, let's use common sense. Let's use discernment. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. I mean, the Spirit of the living God is dwelling in the life of every believer. We should be able to, th- to see something like this and go, no, that does not fit into what the Word of God says. It just doesn't for many, many reasons. We're not going to get into that. But Pastor Kurt, I want to turn this over to you. Are we not to exercise discernment, especially as we hear all of this news of things that fit into Bible prophecy? We're to exercise discernment still, right? We are totally to exercise uh, discernment in these things. And... um you know, and again, I'm speaking for myself here. I'm not sure anyone else. Okay, um, uh, I'm truly speaking for myself. But um, in in the exercising of discernment in these things, look, the Lord has given us His Holy Spirit, and the Lord has given us His written word. All right, and the Lord doesn't go against His word. God is not the author of confusion. Amen. God, this is the word of God, and. The Lord knows exactly what He's saying and what He means by what He's saying. And His desire is for us to understand what He means by what He's saying in His written Word. I mean, it's just that clear. You, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, when, when we say 2 plus 2 is 4, it's an absolute. That's right. right. It, it is. Well, that, hurt, that hurts my feelings. You're, so, you're, you're, not, a, you're not all inclusive. And, and saying that and i don't care what you want to what you want to say it's you know to i i I say this because i actually talked to a this was when i was in my 20s and i talked to this guy and uh, and he was another uh, what's it no i don't believe he was a christian and and i was ministering to him uh at work it was a long time ago and i was telling him look there are some things that are that are absolutes yeah what i mean there are and i was giving some of these examples you know you know and i said well two plus two is four well, not necessarily so, and and you know what, you can <laughs> you you can play mathematical chop suey all you want, man. Yeah, okay? and 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 play these kinds of games and everything, and and try and show yourself to be you know all that or whatever. I, I just don't care, yeah. you know, um, because we see what the word says, and and the reality is is that there needs to be a proper understanding and exegesis of the word of God. Amen. Okay? We don't look at the news and say, well, how do we make this fit? Yep. All right. We look at the word and say, look, is, is, this, is this what we're seeing? Is this, yep. what, you know, I mean, we've had, and, and we've had a lot of these things over the years. You know, there was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, was it 88 reasons why the Lord yeah. is in 88 or was it 80 yep. and 80? I think it was 88. No, 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 it was 88. 88 reasons why the Lord's going to return in 88. I think he tried to make a comeback in 89. Didn't go so well for him. Right, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> right off the bat, you got a problem. Uh, and so, look, we've been through these things too many times. We've been through the blood moons, right? Yeah. Blood moons, and this is it. And 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 we've heard the, the sermons and the you know all this kind of stuff. And and we've been through these things too many times. Uh, what about Harold Camping? Remember Harold? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It was all of that. And then people get on that bandwagon. And so look, guys, we can be excited that the King is coming. We can be excited in the rapture. We can be excited that there's going to be a, uh, at the end of the thousand year reign, a new heaven and new earth. But we don't check our brains at the door. I'm That's not right. I'm for myself, not anybody else. I don't want to check my brains at the door and, 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 not recognize what we need to recognize with the word of God. God's given us the word, you that's know, right. and, and, and that's what I um, find is, is, is so important not to be caught up in emotionalism or sensationalism. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not to be caught up in emotionalism or sensationalism, but to say, look, what do we see in the word of God? Is that's right. Key. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And, and we said that last segment as well when we talked about persecution. At the very beginning, I said, it doesn't matter what Pastor Kurt thinks. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what any other pastor thinks. What I want to know, well, I think Pastor Kurt would agree with me 100%. It's what the Word of God has to say, right? And it's important for us to make sure that we don't give our own opinion, when I mean this, our own opinion as to making sure we fit these things in the scripture, just like you said. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to be stewards of the Word of God, read the Word of God, and go, hmm, it did what I just read, does that, is that a fulfillment? Is, is, is that what I'm seeing here? And if it doesn't add up, then we got to discount that, right? And I've said this many times before. There, um, I know David Hawkins mentioned this too. There, were, there are rules in logic. Paul used these rules of logic in the book of Romans. What a th Rule number one, I've said this before. What a thing is, it is. That's rule number one of logic. I mean, I know that blows people's minds, but that's it. Rule number two, what a thing is not, it is not. Again, I know these are just like mind-blowing, right? Deep, right? Really deep. And then rule number three, and even our son studied this last year in eighth grade as he studied logic, it's called the rule of the excluded middle. What a thing is, it cannot be what it is not at the same time. So you, you just can't have it both ways is essentially what it's saying, right? A dude is born a dude, period. A lady is born a lady. Doesn't matter what you do later on in life, you're still a dude and right. you're still a lady, period. I mean, that's it. It is what it is. Right. Hey, you, you, you can play Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head with all of the parts. As That's long right. As it, 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 doesn't, yeah. it doesn't change anything. That's right. Yep. And the same thing applies when we approach the Word of God. The same thing applies when we're talking about Bible prophecy. Again, family, the rapture of the church is something that we look forward to, right? It is, it is the blessed hope of the believer, and I, I could tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt by looking at the things, and I know Pastor Kurt, you would, you would agree with me that we're looking at things around us and we're going, man, this could happen any moment, sure. any moment. And, but with that said, it's important I that I we, I hope we don't finish the program. <laughs> I know. I hope not either. I hope we don't finish the program. That would be, I mean, and you know what? I'm praying and, and look, family. It's our responsibility, like we said in the other segment. What do we do now? You mentioned this right now. Occupying till he comes. We got to occupy. Listen, I'm going to throw something out there because this bothers me. Because when we see these things come up, right? The talk of Tish Ba'av, 
the talk of this being a fulfillment of Daniel 9.27, a lot of the guys within the prophecy circle, and some would say, well, you know what? You're just throwing dirt on people. No, you need to understand that I'm going to call this out. This is me. I'm speaking for me. I'm just going to call this out. It's important for us to understand. I, I can't stand the, the term high watch time. I can't stand it. I, I, when I hear it, I cringe. And some people go, whoa, dude, Pablo's really going like crazy now. No, high watch time is every single day for the believer. Would just you agree watch. or disagree? No, just watch. I mean, you know, watch and be ready. You know, have your bags packed, but don't forget to live for today. Don't, don't you know, go sell all your possessions and, and uh, quit your job and sit there on a hill and do nothing. You know, occupy yeah. till I come, make disciples, encourage one another as long as it is called today. You know, all of those things. But, but look, guys, we're, we're just to watch. Yeah. Just to watch, we're to be ready. Yeah. So, okay, so this whole notion of high watch time, right? Um, the Lord did tell us, listen, you guys, the way I see high watch time actually is more of a term to me to be discerning, man. You guys better be on high alert because as we're looking for the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Satan is at work all around us to get our attention off of the things that we're to be doing right now. So we're to be on high alert with discernment via the Holy Spirit. Now, I'd love for you to talk a bit about that because I think sometimes we can get that a bit mixed up, right? We put so much emphasis on rapture, 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 and listen again, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that I'm not looking forward to it. I am, but I think we put so much emphasis on that that it becomes a lopsided gospel. It becomes top-heavy. And there is an entire two-thirds of the Word of God that we can't do away with, right? Right. So talk into that, if you don't mind. Well, for one thing, he's coming at a time that we know not, right? Yep. What we see? At a time that we know not. And so, uh, again, the the whole thing of of high watch time and everything, I mean, just watch. I mean, is there a time that the Word says we're supposed to watch more than than another or whatever it might be look we're to watch we're to be ready um and i mean i to me i think that's just the, that's just the simple uh, the simple approach to that you know and and uh, uh we look we wait we uh we proclaim you know yep. uh, christ and um uh, we make disciples we occupy uh till he comes and and all of that and uh uh i, I don't know i mean i, I that's just what i see I yeah no i agree I told listen, um, one thing that that also it bothers me is the fact that there's a lot of hype, okay? Um, and understandably, we uh, there's a lot of hurt in the world. I know you had mentioned, listen, there are families that have lost loved ones. They're struggling to put food on the table. Um, their marriages are on the rocks. Their kids are going bonkers. The world around us seems to just be crumbling. And, and again, understandably, we're like, Lord, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, right? I understand and echo every single one of those sentiments. But again, what I see, unfortunately, when things like this happen, where we hype things up, a specific event as a fulfillment of Scripture, when it's not, we get people excited. We get people amped up about something. What? happens 
when that doesn't come to pass, because I guarantee you, lest the Lord, again, the rapture could come today, but I'll, I'm almost 100% certain that September's going to come and go. I'll tell you, and I'll then what? I'll tell you what happens, is that it brings discredit to the body of Christ. Amen. It brings discredit to the body of Christ. What ends up happening is you've got uh, um, different ones out there that want to say, ah, see, where is the promise of his coming, you know? Yep. And they'll say that. Uh, and I think at times that has been because of some of these high watch times or things that have been hyped or whatever. And, you know, again, one of the ones that that is just in recent memory for me, again, is the whole uh, blood moons things and just yeah. the, the super uh, over focus on that. And then what well, what things are we missing while we're focusing on that? And by the way, so we got through that years ago, right? Yep. And, and did anything happen? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. So I think the key, though, is to understand, guys. Look, we've got to get to the Word. Let's, let, can we take a look at the Word? Absolutely. Okay, let, let's do that. All right? It says in talking about uh, the prophecy of the 70 weeks, we look in Daniel uh, chapter 9. That's our text right here. 70 weeks are determined for your people, for your holy city, to finish the transgression. This is verse 24. To finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision of prophecy, and uh, to anoint the most holy. So what does it say? 70 weeks. Look, look again, verse 24. 70 weeks are determined for, what are those next two words? Your, My people. Your people. Who yep. is your people? That's right. Yep. What's the answer to that? Who is the your people? Israel. Is it the global community? No. Is it the Gentiles? No. I'm just reading you. I'm just reading you what the scripture says. Okay. Yeah. I'm not yep. coming against anybody. Guys, I want you to understand. I'm truly not. Uh, I am simply saying, look, the only thing that matters here is what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. Okay. It says 70 weeks are determined for your people. That last week of years, the seven-year tribulation, is the last week of years within that 70 weeks. And it starts off by saying, for your people. The focus of that period of time, it's called the time of Jacob's trouble. Trouble. All right? So we understand that that has to deal with the tribulation. We understand that, that Jacob, that was the name before God changed his name to Israel. Israel means governed by God. Israel is the name that God had put there to be the name of the land, right? That we call the land of Israel today. They resettled in 1948. I shouldn't say but they resettled in 1948. Uh, they, had, they had the reinstitution of statehood. In yep. 1948. Correct. Settling all the way back, resettling, going back in the 1800s, late 1800s. Um, they took Jerusalem in 1967. All right. Both of those events were foretold in God's prophetic word. Why is it that the tribulation has not, did not happen before 1948? It couldn't because Israel, even though, of course, I mean, it, it was there, but it was not... Um, uh, officially uh, regained again as statehood, nor was Jerusalem in the hands of the Jews at that time. So it was impossible. Uh, we read about the, the dry bones 
prophecy and God bringing life again to the dry bones there in Ezekiel. And that speaks again of bringing life once again to the nation of Israel. Remember yep. in 70 AD when uh, Israel or, or Jerusalem specifically was, was sacked under uh, General Titus. Yeah, right? that's right. The temple yep. was destroyed. All of that was in fulfillment of prophecy. The Jews were dispersed. It was the dispersion. They start coming back slowly in the latter part of the, the 19th century, so the, the latter part of the 1800s, right? Statehood, May of 1948. So none of this could have happened before then. Why? It goes back again. Seventy weeks are determined for your people. Your people. Not the Gentiles. Not the That's global right. community. The Gentiles and the global community, uh, this is how I like to say this, Pablo, they're involved participants. The focus is not all of them. The focus is the Jews. Right Amen. now, this is we are living in the age of grace. Right now, the focus is to graft in the Gentiles. Yep. That's the purpose right now. We read of that scripture as well in the Word of God. Until what? The, the time of the Gentiles are, and that grafting in um, has been fulfilled. We see that um, in the Word of God. In fact, in Romans eleven twenty five, 25, it says, For I would not, brothers, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest that you should be wise uh, in your own conceits, that, uh, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until, until the fullness of the Gentile. That's right. The Gentiles have come in. So, God is working. It doesn't mean that God is not working with the Jews. It doesn't mean that there are not Jews coming to Jesus. We know that they are. I've got them in my congregation. Yep. Right? Jews that have put their trust in Yeshua, in Messiah. They recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. They've received him and his, his sacrifice into their lives, right? For the remission of their sins. And they've That's right. Okay, so it doesn't mean that God is not dealing with the Jews right now, but the main focus right now is the Gentiles. During the time of Jacob's trouble, the main focus will be the Jews. It doesn't mean that the Gentiles aren't involved or yep. aren't participants. Okay, so first we have to understand that. Verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, though shall be, there shall be seven weeks uh, that's weeks of years, and 62 weeks or weeks of years. The streets shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood until the end, uh, uh, the end of war. Desolations are determined. What do we keep on seeing? Everything is Jewish focus here. Yep. Israel focus here. Yep. The whole 400, look, we got that last week of years to take place for a, com for a completion of 490 prophetic years, and I like to word it like this, as they pertain to Israel. That's right. 490 years as they pertain to Israel. The Word defines it for us. I'm yep. not defining it. God's Word interprets its, it, itself. Okay? The yep. greatest commentary on the Word of God is the Word of God, friends. Amen. I agree. So we see that we've gotten to the point where 483 
years God has so far dealt with the nation of Israel. All right? That's then right. Pause. We are in that period of that pause. He is dealing right now primarily with the Gentile world. Amen. So 483 years in context, he dealt with, with Israel. Now there's that last week of years, the tribulation, which will complete it from 483 to 490 years. Yeah. Does the word give us permission to change this up and say that something has changed? No, of course not. No, it doesn't. It doesn't give us that permission. That's okay. right. So let's continue to read on. Then he, who is the he, we know that that Antichrist. is Christ. I don't, I don't think there's anyone that will, that will debate that point. Sure. That, not that I'm aware of. Um, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Now, who is confirming the covenant? The Antichrist. Who is the That's covenant right. with? The covenant is with. Where is the focus? What is the subject matter? That's right. Israel. That is the subject matter. He will do that for one week, one week of years, to complete from 483 years to 490 years. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Guys, ask yourself this question. Where is the sacrifice and offering? Is it in, in, in Tahiti? Is it in New York City? Is it in Las Vegas, Nevada? It, is it in Brisbane? It, yep. Where is the sacrifice and the offering that it's talking about? The sacrifice and the offering that it's talking about is on Temple Mount. Okay? Yep. On Temple Mount, within the temple structure, which is in Jerusalem, which is located in Israel. All right? That's correct. So let's understand what the whole focus is right here. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation. So this is the abomination of desolation. The abomination of desolation. Look, I've seen in Thailand, there's all of these Buddhist temples and everything. The Antichrist is not going to one of the Buddhist temples in Thailand. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of where I was. In Chiang Mai. In Chiang Mai, Thailand. And doing the abomination of desolation. That's there. right. That's right. This has nothing. This is the, the Gentile world is affected by things, but they are not the focus. So, Correct. again, this is on Temple Mount, in the temple, in Jerusalem, in Israel. Until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. So the time of Jacob's trouble. What is the focus? Israel. The Bible. Let's understand. The Word of God. This is a Jewish book. Sure. Okay, this is a Jewish book. When Christ came, where did he come the first time? He came first to the Jews. Yep. Right? That's what he did. We see that the Gentiles are grafted, will be grafted, and we just read that uh, in uh, Romans. Uh, there's, there's prophetically speaking of that in the Old Testament, speaking about the, the grafting in. Okay? We see in Matthew 24, we see this from a Jewish standpoint, right? Yep. And, and if you don't look at it and understand that from a Jewish standpoint, then it gets, uh, it gets a little confusing. Uh, That's right. And Matthew chapter 24. Um, because there's things that take place there in Matthew chapter 24 that don't take place among Gentiles. They only take place with Jews. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let me read something really quick because I've also heard... Um, see, the way I see things is this seven-year covenant has to have some semblance 
of a peace deal. It has to. Now, some have said, well, the word peace isn't in there. I agree. The word peace isn't in there. But the word Bible is not in the Bible, and neither is the word Trinity in the Bible. Or rapture. And the word rapture is in the Bible, right? It's not in there either. So we really just can't base ourselves just off of that. But I think if I go back to Genesis, and the, let me just kind of follow me on this. I would love to get your take on this. I think that's a bogus take that it's not about peace. Because if we go back to Genesis chapter 16, this is talking about uh, Hagar and Ishmael. If we go to verse, uh, I'll start at verse 11. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child. You shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael. Because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Now we know that Ishmael is the father of the Arab nations. Am I wrong? Am I correct in saying that? Right? So to me, if you were to go... Um, try and build a temple right now, you would have World War III like that instantly. Impossible to have a temple built. Now, or as far as I understand too, Orthodox Judaism, one of the ways that they say, well, the way we will know that our Messiah has come is because he will lead us in the rebuilding of our temple. And so that in, Judy, uh, in Orthodox Judaism, that's kind of like one of the things they're looking for is the man will lead them in the rebuilding of their temple. Right. And so we, right? What they're looking for. That's exactly what they're looking for. But you tr go and try, have them try and build a, a temple now. Impossible. But that's where I believe, again, Daniel 9.27, 9.26, he, the Antichrist, is going to be able to do what no other man in all of history has been able to do. I like the way you said it. The focus is on Israel. Again, why do I believe they're not going to be, that the temple is not going to be built before the tribulation is because if Orthodox Judaism believes that they will recognize their Messiah because he will be able to lead them in the building, there's got to be some semblance of peace, false peace call it, seven years, right? as a means for them to be able to go, hey, the Bible even says, don't measure, leave the outer court to the Gentiles to be trampled upon by the Gentiles. So the way I see it is there's got to be some sort of peace treaty, some sort of peace deal going on for them to be able to build that temple, and he's going to be able to do what no one else has been able to do in all of history, which is bring peace between you know, the house of of Ishmael, quote-unquote, and the house of Jacob, right? Isaac, Israel. Talk to us a bit about that. I don't know. Right. Well, you know, and look at this. I mean, every year we, we see in the, in the, in the news, uh, you know, you've got um, some of these Jews that are attempting to get up onto Temple Mount yep. with a lamb to sacrifice a lamb uh, up there on Temple Mount. And every year they are stopped uh, from being able to to do that. Yep. Very, they can't even do that. All right. Yep. So um, now, what does the word say? Again, let's look at the word. First yep. Thessalonians, chapter five. Oh, let me roll this back. Beginning in verse one, verses one through three. Let's let's say. Uh, but concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need that I should write to you. 
for you yourselves know perfectly. You already know. They already yep. knew. Everybody had an understanding. Yep. That the, and by the way, this is really cool. This is something I find really cool. Is that um, the Thessalonian church, this was, this was a newbie church. They were newbies yep. to the Lord. They were new believers. And they're, giving, uh, they're, they're being given uh, end times eschatology. Here, yep. Which is just fascinating in and of itself. Anyhow. You yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, that's then right. destruction comes upon them as labor pains, as a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. What does that mean? So when they say peace and safety, what is that indicating? The Word is telling us they are looking for this to be a period of time, you know, kumbaya, whatever, yep. safety, uh, no more war, whatever it might be. They're looking for that. I actually heard, um, I want to say maybe maybe five years ago at the most. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe it was less than that. It, it could have been less than that. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu, Netanyahu was speaking there um, at, uh, he was speaking to Congress. And it was a fantastic message absolutely fantastic message and he specifically said um you know we are looking for i don't know if he said peace and safety or peace and security he yeah. came right out and said the words right there um as as congress was gathered there and he he was given the privilege to speak there before them and everything and I, and, and this is exactly what they what they are looking for and there the prime minister said that here we see this specifically Yep. They're looking for that, but they're not going to get what they're looking for. Ultimately. That's right. They're not yeah. going to. Okay. So, and when we continue to look at this, and we look at this being a, the seven years being the focus on Israel. All right. The focus is not environmentalism. Okay. The focus is not um, any number of, of things that, uh, you know, weather and this and that and, and yep. all of these different things. Look, all of that is significant. I'm going to say this, okay? All of these things, the 2030 agenda, first it was 2020 agenda, now it's 2030 agenda, and they, and they are moving very quickly uh, in that direction. And it's a globalist push, all right? And so I'll give you that. Yes, this is, this is a globalist push and, and all yep. of but those things are not what we're reading about in Daniel chapter 9. Correct. The focus is now, let's continue on this thread. If I, if I can't, for, do I have a minute? Yeah, please. No, go ahead. Let me continue on this thread. We see Israel um, becoming officially a nation again in fulfillment of Scripture. Yep. Uh, the dry bones prophecy and, and many others. 1948, Jerusalem, 1967. What was the focus? Israel. Temple Mount, right? What is the where, where's the Temple Mount? It, the Temple Mount is is in Israel, right? Uh, it's not it's not the Mormon uh, Temple that's in uh, Salt Lake, Utah. okay? Yeah. Which which is a you know a, a false you know it's a demonic place. What, what do we read about? We read about in Revelation. It's the hundred and forty four thousand witnesses, twelve thousand men from each of the twelve tribes yeah. of Israel. Very specific. We read of the two witnesses as well, right? We read of the Battle of Armageddon. Where, where does the Battle of Armageddon take place? It doesn't, yep. you know, it, it's not taking place in uh, 
you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, somewhere else other than Israel. Than Israel. It's taking place in Megiddo, Israel. Why? Focus is Israel. Everything focuses Israel, right? Um, when Christ comes back and he touches his feet down, what mountain does his feet? You know, here we've got uh, Mount Charleston in Las Vegas. He's yeah. not to Mount Charleston, guys. He's not coming to Mount Everest when he touches his feet down. He's touching his feet down on the Mount of Olives. Yep. That's where he's coming. Where's the Mount of Olives? Hey, that's Israel, right? Gog Magog. Gog Magog. Yeah, that, that was actually the next one on my list. The yep. next Gog Magog. What is the focus? They're coming against Israel. Israel and what is uh, what is a, a number of the uh, parts uh, parts of the world do we we read uh, Saudi Arabia right Sheba Didan yep. and what they do they're just like well what are you doing we didn't know you know why are you doing this why are you coming against Israel and that's right uh, but they don't do anything they 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 gently protest the whole thing but what is the focus in this it's again it's Israel other nations are involved right yeah but focus isn't the other nations that's the right is the attack against uh israel in fact when the jews end up fleeing and god preserves that remnant they're fleeing from where from israel that's right god sends them there uh to petra the abomination of desolation takes place in the temple on temple mount in jerusalem within israel that's right so that is the focus. Look, every movie has a plot. Every movie has a storyline. And the Word of God shows us what, what those, those points are that we are to be, uh, to be looking to. Here's some other things that, that I, I, just, I just have to ask, okay? And again, uh, you know, we're entitled for us to share um, what we see sure. of God or what we see um, missing from the equation. There's things that yep. I see what's the big thing that I see missing? Where's the Antichrist? That's right. Okay, yep. where's the Antichrist? Where is the 10 nation or region? I believe it's region, okay? Yep. Um, I wanna digress and get off on a, on a trail with that. But, but where are the 10 toes of Daniel that we see uh, of the statue in Daniel there, right? That are yep. gonna represent, whether you wanna say it's these, these 10 um, specific, uh, or these 10 kings of 10 individual nations, which I don't see because this is global in scope. Agreed. Or are we talking about um, these 10 regions and there will be 10 kings, basically, a king over each of these regions. The Antichrist himself is the one who's over all of them, right? Where is that? officially cemented today that's right nowhere it's not cemented today that's right i think today as of this day it's not cemented uh we have what uh two months left i think until until this uh about two months yeah this sdg thing yep about two months and i christ here where are the ten toes of daniel or the ten uh you know the ten regions the ten kings that where is is that because um, there's got to be the one that is going to lead them. That's right? right. All of this, because he's going to say, look, we are throwing our weight behind this. All right. Can I just add something in there as well? Yes. And again, this is something we need to be thinking about, too, is the fact that, uh, you know, you mentioned a, a couple things that need to happen before this happens. If it's the start of the tribulation, again, put your thinking caps on. 
a lot of us have been also talking about CBDCs. Where is the implementation of the CBDC globally? Because these 10 kings are going to control these 10 regions on all fronts and on all levels. There's no way on earth in two months you are going to be able to lay all of the groundwork that's necessary and needed for a global CBDC to come out in two months. Impossible. I've, I have graphs that our brother Wayne, uh, Wayne Long, has taken the, the, the time to graph out. He said that from a time the country researches a CBDC to the time they implement the actual digital currency is two years. Two years just from the time they research. And there are countries that are still in the research phase or some that have even started researching. I haven't even started it yet. So that's what I'm saying is we've got to remember. Look, let me just show you something here really quick. This is called the summit of the future. And this is supposed to happen. I'm sure you've heard of it. When is this supposed to happen? Oh man, I got both of them. Let me let me go ahead and put close this window. There we go. Let me zoom in here. Let me see if I can zoom in. No, it won't. But right here's the date. September of 2024. What? Another year? Here we have another version of it. I mean, come on. Seriously, there's always going to be something. Let me just show you guys just one other thing. Now, please don't don't run with this because that's not what I'm saying. Pastor Kurt, you alluded to these blood moons. This just came out, and I put this on my Telegram channel. If you yeah. want, go sign up to Telegram. Do you know about the three eclipses that will combine to create a giant Aleph over America? I'm sorry. does I, That doesn't look like an Aleph to me. I've looked at what the Aleph looks like, and it, I mean... You really have to turn your head and try and find it. What it does look like to me is a giant anarchy sign. I mean, that would be, right? Uh, th that would be more in line with what our country's doing. And it, if anything, to me, that looks like more of a sign of judgment than blessing to me. And so, look, I've, I've seen it all. The, 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 the blood moon is going to go this way, and then in this year it's going to go that way, and it's going to mark an X. And who cares? I, and I'm being honest with you guys. That's exactly what I was thinking. Who, who cares? I, I, you know, to me, it's an it's a onion. It's a, it's not even a talking point. Right? It's like family. Seriously, who cares? Look, again, we can spend so much time on this, and some people might write in and go, "Oh, you guys are no." Listen, what we're trying to do is we're telling you every single day is high watch time for the believer. Why? Because none of us know the day of our graduation, not any of us, period. And we don't know the day or the hour. And so what we're trying to say is, listen, don't, don't, don't fall for this stuff. Oh, this is, you know, and this whole notion of, well, I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying it could be as a means to, well, it's going to happen. And then I'm off the hook. They're somehow off the hook. Look, family, you guys very well know that if Pastor Kurt came out and said, you know what, I really believe that this is it and the rapture is going to happen, it has to happen before then. Do you realize the amount of, uh, of I mean, you would be under so much scrutiny. I'd be stoned. <laughs> right? 
It stoned but, me. But but for somehow some way, we there are people that could say this kind of stuff. The date comes and goes, and we don't go. Hmm. You know what? I probably shouldn't be paying any attention to this kind of talk, because at the end of the day, it means nothing when held up to scripture. It means nothing. Right. Right. I, I, Totally, completely, you know, spot on and and correct in that. And uh, you know, again, I mean, we're we're looking for the Lord. I mean, we're wanting Jesus to come back and and the rapture and all that. But there are things that need to happen. There yeah. are things that uh, when I say need to happen, what I'm talking about here, we're not talking about that with the rapture, okay? Yeah. But we are talking about uh, things to come together for this tribulation, the seven-year tribulation. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, not the rapture. I mean, let's understand something. That currently in Israel, and this has been like this since 1967, um, uh, when they uh, uh, took uh, Israel and, and share, to a certain degree, control of Temple Mount. All right? That there is Jordan, control of, of, from the nation of Jordan, Jordanian control over Temple Mount. And yep. this whole situation is called the status quo. Anything that goes, and you'll hear this in the news all the time, anything that goes against the status quo having to do with Temple Mount, and I mean, they all, they come out of the woodworks, they all start freaking out. You're talking about the next in, intifada and the next intifada, yep. and, you know, and all of this kind of stuff. And, the, you know, uh, talks of, you know, the whole Islamic world, you know, coming against Israel and, uh, and, and all of these things, guys, um, this is all involved in it, uh, you know, as well. And so, yep. uh, so where is, where is the peace and safety, uh, that we see, um, you know, here in, in the word of God? Um, I, I don't see any of this again. This is me speaking with the SDG, uh, summit. I don't see that it, that it meets. It doesn't, it just doesn't meet what we see in the word of God um, taking place there. Uh, where's the current global situation? Let's ask ourselves, yeah. where is the current global situation that makes necessary the formation of the 10 nation, or I, I say 10 regional uh, controls that will ultimately be turned over to the Antichrist? Because there's, that situation hasn't existed yet. Yeah. None of countries are have united together my personal opinion i'll share this is my opinion yeah. here is that how that takes place is that there will be some major global climactic event yep or or a convergence of global climactic events that brings the world to that place of saying okay we got to come together we've got to unite together where is that event right now Okay, so that yeah. all this, see, so what we're what we're saying here is, first of all, there's nothing more important than the word of God. That's right. But but when we when we say, okay, now in addition to that, where do we see the things being set up? Yeah, I, I don't see the things set up to bring about a confirming of a covenant with Israel. That's right. No, I agree. Listen, what you just said, now I have it here, um, Ram Emanuel, 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, was the one that said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Part of the Wall Street Journal interview you did, or was part of a Wall Street Journal 
um, video that he was on. And it's right there. You could look it up yourselves. Right. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I agree, and I share in your opinion that the crisis, unbeknownst to them, that they're looking for that will that will uh, warp speed them into this 10 region, you know, the, the whole one world government is the rapture of the church. It is the crisis that is going to be the, the linchpin. Everything is just going to change. And I've said this before. We look at things with pre-rapture goggles. <laughs> We're not looking at things. We're not going to be here. So it's difficult. We need to understand that one second after the rapture, the world as we knew it, is not going to be the same. Everything is going to be different. And I think one of the things that is going to be the most predominant, if not the most, is the fact that the Holy Spirit, the restrainer, is gone from restraining evil. I can't imagine a world like that. Right. But it's important that we understand that there's still a lot of groundwork that needs to be laid before the seven-year tribulation starts. There is. We're, we're just, we're not there. I mean, I'm, as you're speaking, I mean, just think about this. I was thinking about this as well. How is it or where is it that the United Nations, as we see it as of this day, how does that resemble the ten toes of the statue? That's right. That read about in Daniel. The ten toes, the ten leaders, the ten kings, ten nations, ten, and ten regions. How does it represent that? And as of today, it does not represent that. And so this is the, the other component of what Pablo and I are saying. None of the things that we would say would have a resemblance, none of them are there. That's none right. The ingredients in the pot of stew are there other than, again, this is me speaking, this is my opinion on this, the only ingredient that I could say that I would see is a push towards globalism. Yep. That's the yeah. only thing that I see. Yeah, I agree 100%. And listen, um, you know, as we close now, I know we went a little bit over. That's okay. That's totally fine. No, I'm, I'm glad that we did because I want people to understand it's not that we're here or I'm here because I don't want to throw dirt on anybody. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, they're good brothers in Christ where I completely disagree with them on this take. But we're to love them, right? We love each other. At the end of the day, we could agree to disagree. I think where my beef comes in is the fact that I don't want to see anybody so disappointed that they either fall away. I mean, leave, you know, they walk away prodigally. Uh, it gives Jesus Christ again a bad name. Oh, they're constantly doing that, man. They're always sent these dates. Nothing's ever going to happen. And what does it do? It, it, um, it only makes the believer, those that are putting their hopes in a date, it only settles them into more apathy once that date comes and goes. And what it does is it, unfortunately, it, it almost like it calluses us to the fact that Jesus Christ can come at any moment. And that's where my heart grieves, is the fact that when this day comes and goes, there are going to be so many disappointed people, and I don't want that to happen. So what I want to do and encourage you guys right now is the fact that, listen, Jesus Christ is going to come back at any moment. Yeah, it might be another two, three years. Yeah, it might be tomorrow. It might be tonight while you're sleeping. 
But the fact of the matter is that he's coming and every day is high watch time for the believer. Don't put your eyes on these things that come up because this is not going to be the last one. Put your eyes and your faith and your trust in the Word of God and in Jesus Christ alone, period. So, listen, I'm going to turn this over to you. I'm going to turn the reins over to you, Pastor Kurt. Talk into whatever you want to say now, last words. And then again, the most important thing is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So take it away. Amen. Amen to that. Well, you know, a couple of thoughts on my on my mind is that, first of all, my concern um, is that people are going to be uh, hurt. Yeah. That um, I, I see that this has a, a, um, a huge potential to, um, to not only discredit the Christian church once again, because how many times, like I've, I've known the Lord for 39 years, all right? I've seen so many of these kinds of things, um, you know, o- over the course of those almost 40 years. It's not even funny, you know. I mean, it's like deja vu. It's like, oh, great, here we are again, you know. And there's this this big uproar, and then it's gonna, and then it's it, we're gonna move past that because it's not fitting what we see in the Word of God. Yeah. A, B, the the ingredients are not set up for it to even move forward into being that. In That's any right. Way. Okay. And so once again, here we are again, and 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 we're gonna get we're gonna move beyond this. And uh, I'm concerned that uh, that the Christian church will be discredited over this. I'm concerned that that there will be Christians that will become so disillusioned, frustrated, they throw their hands up in the air, yep. and uh, you know, and and just uh, walk away from uh, from these things or or whatever. And uh, and look at the enemy has has a a a his plan and his purpose, right? Uh, what God provides, the enemy loves to pervert. So we, right. see, we see the provision of the Word of God. We see the perversion of the Word of God, right? Um, the, what does the Word say? It says that even the demons believe and shudder. That's demonic belief. There's demonic yep. belief, and then there's saving faith. That true faith in receiving Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. All belief is not um, belief that saves you. So the That's demons right. believe and shudder. Look, Satan himself and the demonic realm, they know the word of God very well. That's the reason why they are able to pervert it so well. That's right. So what God provides, Satan loves to pervert. He loves to twist. Look, he did this all the way back in uh, the, the, uh, uh, the book of Genesis chapter 3, right? Did God really say? So what does the enemy do? He loves to plant a seed of doubt. Well, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. This could be a good thing. Remember what he said? Yeah. You can be as gods. And she's like, well, That's hey, right. I'm more spiritual. Right? I want to be more spiritual. So Eve's desire was to be more spiritual. Yeah. But she, she took her eyes off the Lord there and gave a listening ear to the one who was perverting what God said. Did God really say? Right. Yep. So in her excitement, I believe this is this is me saying this in how I read this in her excitement, her enthusiasm, her desire for a spirituality. Right. A greater religious experience, just an excitement there that she got away from 
trusting in what God had said and that everything needs to needs to go off of that that's right you know and not based on on anything else you know and so that's that's my concern the other concern is the enemy's desire uh in in bringing division i'm yep. already seeing it yeah you are already seeing it uh yeah. men that 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 i know and, and talk with and text with they are seeing it that the and and so think about this church i want you to think about something greater jesus is coming for his church the rapture is going to happen at some point and at some point after that we know the tribulation is going to happen it's all going to be fulfilled yep. right but can we have unity in the body of christ all right because look we're stronger when we come together and we work together than when we are divided against ourselves the word That's of god right. says that a house divided against itself it's not going to stand there's there's division there it's not going to it's not going to stand it's not going to work there, there's internal problems there and that's exactly what the enemy loves to do he likes to infiltrate yeah. with different things to cause distractions to cause diversions right so that we're looking um on onto things that we shouldn't be looking to when we really just need to focus on on the lord and and the holy spirit working in and through our lives and and on the word of god and what he has already said and what he has laid out for us and that we walk together uh in peace and love have gladness and simplicity in our hearts and that god will add to the church daily those that are being yep. just like he did in the book of acts and so amen there's something bigger than all of this guys don't 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 allow yourselves to be distracted by by those things amen i agree and let me say this before you share the gospel. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, the second part says, the one, actually it's the whole verse, the one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. We're stronger in numbers, and that's why Satan tries to divide and conquer, because that's how he devours his prey. So I just want to encourage everybody too with what, uh, Pastor Kurt said too, hey, listen, um, let's not allow the enemy to come in and to divide us because at the end of the day, Christ is what unites us. Amen. And rest assured that Jesus Christ is coming back for us because as it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 12, therefore comfort one another with these words. That's a comfort to us knowing that at any moment, our Lord and Savior is going to sound that trumpet and we're out of here. So Amen. don't be distracted. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Keep your focus strictly on our Lord and Savior and in his word. Well, hey, you know, and we, we, we definitely don't want to divide over the rapture. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. You know, nope. goodness, uh, far be it uh, from that. Um, but, you know, as you're speaking about Ecclesiastes, it also says in Ecclesiastes that God has put eternity in our hearts. That's right eternity in our hearts there's something deep down inside and that's because god has placed it within us he is he is our maker right he is yep. the creator he is the maker he is the master programmer right and he has placed within the hearts of every single human being to know that there is something bigger than us to that's know right. 
that there is a God to know that he has placed eternity in our hearts, that we are to to look to him, that we are to to call upon the name of the Lord, is it what it says in the word of God, to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Why? Because we're sinners and sinners need to be saved. Right. And so he came, he humbled himself, he became a man. Right. And he came to literally his, his birth, the whole mission of, of his coming was to be a suffering servant the first time. When he comes again, he comes as conquering king of kings. Amen. Lord of lords. But the first time he came as suffering servant. Why to suffer? To suffer for your sins, for my sins, to be that propitiation, that payment for our sins, that he could set us free because our debt has put us in bondage. We are, or our sin has put us in bondage. We are in bondage to our flesh. We are in bondage to our sins. Life dominating sin, right? And Christ has come to set us free. Aren't you, aren't you just done with it all? I mean, just think to yourself for a moment. Isn't it just enough? Just, just the battle that you've been, been dealing with, with, with your flesh, with, with, sexual addiction with with drugs with with alcohol with with and there's so many other things with depression and 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 so so many things guys i know so many are are dealing with so many things and suffering with so many things but aren't you just finished don't you just recognize i need a a complete change and Christ is the one that came to bring that. He Amen. came literally because he so loved the world, because he, he sees us in our sin, right? And he knows our need for that relationship with God. And that's what we're talking about here today, a relationship with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Every other relationship in our lives, we've had issues or it's been broken in some way. None, none of those relationships uh, are perfect but you can have a perfect relationship with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and be filled with the Holy Spirit of God that you can literally have a clean conscience before God. I want you to think about this for a moment. The Word of God says, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. And there is a reason why that it says east from the west and not north from the south. I want you to think about this. If you are looking at the at the globe, look at, look at the world, right? And if you are heading... Uh, maybe you're in a plane or something. If you were heading north, right, and you just you go north, eventually you keep on going and you're going to hit south. You know, hit the South Pole, and then mm -hmm. you keep on going from that south, and you keep on going. But now, event you keep on going, but now you're going north, right? So there's a limitation from north to south, from north to south. You, it's limited, but it's not limited from east to west. I want you to think about this for a moment. He said, as far as the east is from the west, he didn't say the north from the south because there's a limit there. There's not a limit to God's forgiveness of your sins. There's not a limit to God's salvation from you. But as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. If you fly eastward and keep going eastward around the world, you never hit west. You're always going east. It's a fact. If you go westerly and you keep going around the world, you will always keep going west. You never hit east. It's a fact. 
And so it's, it's not by any mistake that he said, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. It's a permanent thing, guys. He who the Son has set free is free indeed, and you can be free in Christ today. He came to pay for your sins, to literally wipe, wipe the slate clean and to give you a new beginning in Christ. That's the reason why Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. To be born again, it means to be born of his spirit, to be born from above, to literally be changed and cleansed and filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. He said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father but by him. So let's pray. Will you just mm -hmm. bow your heads today, right here, right now, where you're at? You know that you're a sinner. But do you want to be with God? Do you want to be in, in right standing and have peace with God? Know that when you breathe your last breath here, that you are going to go to be with the Lord. You can know that you can have the assurance of your salvation today. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Let's do that right now. Pray along with me. Just pray these words out loud. Lord Jesus, you are the Savior. And Lord, I confess today that I've sinned against you, Lord. And I need and I ask for you to save my soul today. I believe that you went to the cross to pay for my sins. That you died on that cross. That you rose from the grave in victory over sin and death. That you literally came to pay for my sins through the shedding of your blood. And I receive what you have done for me through faith. Please forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me what it means to start living for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Pastor Kurt, that was wonderful. Amazing. Um, like we said in part one, if you did ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, please let Pastor Kurt know. Let me know. Um, and you know what? If you don't know where to find a good Bible-believing church, Pastor Kurt, you said this in uh, the very first segment we did, hit us up. We'll help you find one. Uh, I know even Pastor Brandon Holthouse has this wonderful uh, tracker, church tracker in the whole U.S. Um, so there's a way to do that to get you guys in sweet, sweet fellowship with other uh, like-minded remnant believers. So, Pastor Kurt, thank you so much. This was a great talk. I loved it. It was awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel very, uh, uh, very blessed and very honored to be on your program. Amen. And I'm honored to have you on. Listen, this won't be the last time, so we're going to have you on again and have these wonderful real-life conversations. I think we should have much, much, and many more of these. But uh, listen, family, go visit uh, Pastor Kurt if you're in the area, uh, Vegas area, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, if you're in the, there you go. If you're in the Vegas area, by all means, stop by, go to church. 
um, give him uh, give him a shout out. You know, go up to him and tell him that uh, you love him, you're praying for him, and um, you'll be blessed. You'll be very blessed. So, uh, family, everything again is below the links to Pastor Kurt's website. Also, his app. We did mention that in the very first segment that you could get your hands on his app. All his stuff is there too, just in case the powers that be decide to shut everything down. Um, it's all there. All the material is there. So family, look, I really hope you guys were blessed. Think about what we talked about. And as always, you know, Pastor Kurt, you said this. I agree with you. Let the Bible interpret the Bible. It doesn't need our help. The Word of God can stand on its own. It has, and it always will. Yeah. So family, listen, I hope you guys were truly blessed, encouraged, and challenged too to keep your eyes on Jesus. And uh, remember, He's coming back any moment. So keep looking up because our redemption draws near. Till the next time. Thanks, Pastor Kurt. This was great. Love you, brother. See ya.